0: I'll just, they'll just tell me I'll either preach louder or faster, one of the two, whichever one you prefer. So, but we, but we love children. This is a, okay, okay. I was just joking about that actually. No, we're in a, we're in a series on faith and, um. And so I, I intentionally decided that we were gonna, I was going to talk about faith in relation to um, some of the Christmas story. And there's like all kinds of directions we could go. My dad and I were talking about it, and he was, he was trying to give me ideas for my sermon. But every idea he gave me, um, I couldn't use because it wasn't my idea. So, so I'm like, stop talking, Dad, because you're taking all of the ideas. No. Um, no, but there is. I mean, you, you look at the Christmas story from everything from the shepherds to the wise men to the, the angels that came to Mary and Joseph and all of this stuff. I mean, you're just like, there is, there is so much about faith and just trust and believing God and, and all of this stuff. And um, when, uh, when we started the series, you know, that, there's the, the verse in Hebrews that, you know, uh, without faith it is impossible to please God. And, uh, and that faith is being sure of what we hope for, certain of we, what we do not see. It's, it's actually, uh, I like one version that says faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's like, uh, it's like it actually, it's tangible. Uh, faith is, is actually, um, it, my dad always said it, now I'm using his idea, so, but my dad always said that faith is like having the title deed to a car, that I own it. I, I get to have it. Now, maybe the car isn't in my possession right now or whatever, but I, ha- I own it. That's mine. It's as if you have it is what faith is. Hope is the confident expectation that good is coming. And faith is like I already have it. it I, I see it in the spirit first uh, before it comes in the natural. And so this whole thing of faith, um, here's, today I want to talk about the response of faith. For just a few minutes and uh, um, Pastor Kelly says that I normally preach about 40 minutes to an hour. Um, I'm going to keep it a little more in about an hour and a half uh, this morning. But no, I'm going I'm to try about 15, 20 minutes here, give you some thoughts, and then, we'll, and then we'll pray together and be out. Faith requires a response. However, action apart from the voice of God isn't faith. So it, this is really our, our main thought today. Faith requires a response, but... Just action, apart from the voice of God, isn't faith. In fact, is there anybody in here that you're just naturally, um, like, uh, risk-averse? Anybody, you just, like, you just don't, like a couple of people, like, uh, like you just don't, don't take risks. Anybody actually like risks? Anybody, you're just like, you're a risk-taker? Yeah, I know that about you. A couple of, so, and, then, and then a couple others, and you decided that I, I just don't like raising my hand in church. And so, whatever. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> there you go. You can work that out between you and Jesus, um, but so there's so this thing. Just because I like to take risks doesn't necessarily mean it's faith. Did you know that? And so, faith it, it actually requires that I'm responding to. Um, to God, to His voice, to the Holy Spirit. There, at some level, He said something, and because He, I might not have the whole picture. I might only have just the b- very next step. I might just only have a, a fraction of what. But I'm responding to His move. I'm responding to His voice. I'm responding to His leading, to His peace. To I'm responding to something. And and so, just because you like taking risks, doesn't mean it's faith. Well, I'm just a, I'm just a big big person of. Well, you might be but you also might be just uh, going out ahead of the Lord, and, and uh, you don't want to be too far ahead of him, and you don't want to be too far behind him. You, you need to be right, right in step with him, where, uh, where Galatians says that, that um, if I live in the, by the Spirit, let me keep in step with the Spirit. So in other words, faith is simply hearing God's voice and responding in agreement with what he said. Simple, right? We can all just go home. <laughs> Hearing God's voice and responding in agreement with what he said, the problem comes, this is where the problem is, is when we do hear God's voice, but we question because of hurt, pain, and disappointment. That's the problem, because is anybody like, man, if I just heard God's voice, I would do exactly what he said, right? Like, if God showed up today and there was a pillar of fire and he said, Jonathan, right? And he, he, like, spoke your name and, and spoke it in King, especially if he spoke it in King James, like, right? You would respond, right? That's what we say. If God spoke, if he said, if I saw the writing on the wall, if I, you know, whatever it might be, I would do exactly what he said if he said that. And, but the problem is, is that, that there's oftentimes where he does speak, but because of pain and disappointment and hurt, we start to question, I don't know if that was God, or, or if that was God, I'm just not sure. And, and I want to talk to you about a, a story. And there's actually a story. We're going to talk about two people. Um, a guy named Zachariah, and in some of your translations of the Bible, his name is Zacharias, and, and then Mary. And in, in Luke chapter 1, we have two different responses to absolutely God showing up and God showed up and he spoke clearly. There's no way to mistake that it was God's voice, but there was two different responses. And, and, and so Luke, Luke chapter one starting in verse eight. um, It says, once when Zachariah's uh, division was on duty, he was a priest and his division was on duty at the temple. He was serving as a priest before God. He was chosen by lot. Now, uh, this was a common practice where they would put, like, uh, I don't know, little pieces of, of uh, uh, sticks or stones or whatever, and they put it in a jar, and they, they toss it, and somehow, depending on, on which, where which one landed, uh, then they just they felt like God was leading them to do something. And so, this is, so he was chosen by lot. Uh, he didn't know that he was going to be in this position today, but, uh, but he ended up being in this position at this time he was chosen by law according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense and when the time for burning of incense came all the assembled worshipers were praying outside then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar of incense when zechariah saw him he was startled and gripped with fear uh, has anybody like seen an angel we're like an angel. Like I'm, I'm imagining this. He's, he's doing. It would almost be like if, uh, like church, like the the temple. It would, I, I put myself in Zechariah's shoes. The, the, the three pastors are are deciding who's gonna preach that day or who's gonna go in and, and do whatever. And we're like, all right, uh, let's just roll the dice, you know. And 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 all right, I, I, I got a three, so I'm on everyone. And so I, I'm in the sanctuary. And I'm up at the altar, you know, doing whatever we do, and maybe it's Christmas Eve, and maybe I got to light the candles. I don't know what it is, but but I'm in here, and it's my duty. And all of a sudden, boom! There is an angel that shows up, like I'm I'm imagining, like in lights. I mean, this is like this is craziness, and my heart. Wouldn't your heart just like skip a little bit? Wouldn't you have a little bit of like sweaty palms? Something's going on. So this is the situation Zachariah is in, and he knows it's an angel. He's gripped with fear, and almost every time an angel shows up in the Bible, they say, do not be afraid. So that tells me that it's not this little cute angel playing a harp. That there is something about this angel that comes directly from the presence of God, the throne room of God, that grips people with fear. And he says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. And I want to stop there. Evidently, Zechariah had been praying. And I think... That He had prayed a long time ago, and it was fervent prayer, and him and his wife had prayed, and, and they weren't able to have children, and you'll find out later in a few verses, they weren't able to have children, and they, their prayer was that they would have a child, and so they had prayed and prayed, and you find out a few verses later that Zechariah and his wife are now old. They're old. I don't know how old they are. I don't know uh, whatever the um, past childbearing ages. What is that, 85? I don't know where, I don't know how, how that works. But, uh, but they were, they were old. And, and I imagine here, if I'm just taking creative liberty, that the fervent prayer for having children was back probably when they're in their 30s, maybe 40s, maybe whatever, you know, early 50s, whatever it might be. And, and then, the, it, then it started to die off. The fervent prayer became more of a wish, more of a hope. And then eventually it was probably like, hey, well, this is just kind of our, our lot in life. This is just where, we, where, where, where we're not going to have children. So he finds himself in the temple. The angel shows up, and your, your prayer has been heard. A few years too late is what he's thinking in his heart. Your, your prayer has been heard. And the angel goes on to say, your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. I don't know how old she is. Could we just imagine that she's in her 80s? She'll bear you a son you are to call him John he will be a joy and a delight to you and many will rejoice because of his birth for he will be great in the sight of the Lord he is never to take wine or other fermented drink and he will be filled with the holy spirit even before he is born I love that verse Imagine being pregnant and having the prophetic word that your baby is going to be filled with the holy spirit even before they're born That's cool He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I'm an old man, and my wife is well along in in years. I like like what the NASB version, New American Standard Version says this, um, how will I know this for certain is what Zechariah says he's sitting there in the altar the angel shows up says this I've, I've heard your prayer that you prayed years and years and years ago you're, it's finally going to be answered you're going to have a son and, and more than just answering the prayer like we're, like we're going above and beyond this time your son is going to be great he's actually going to be a forerunner for Jesus and he's going to turn people back to God like this is going to be amazing and Zechariah is saying wait a minute wait a minute Like, how can I know this for certain? This is Gabriel, is what you find out. An angel of the Lord is here in front of Zechariah. And Zechariah says, how can I know this for certain? Are you here with me yet? God is speaking through an angel. Most of us in this room, we would say, if an angel showed up, I would do exactly what he said. Zechariah said, how can I know this for certain but this is how you and I are this is what we we do we uh, I mean we pray and we pray and this is what we had prayed for we 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 don't know if if if, you know if this was a current prayer or not maybe maybe Zachariah was praying last week I, I I doubt it but but we do know that the answer had come and he says I how can I know this how can I know this for certain I think this I think that he had given up I think that there had been pain and disappointment. Uh, I think that because be, he, he wasn't quite sure if he wanted to agree with the word of God. Because what if this isn't real? What if I say yes and then I get disappointed again? What if I follow your voice and then I fall flat on my face again? What if I go home and tell my wife to get her hopes up and it doesn't actually happen? Like this, this place, uh, like he, he, he didn't just not walk in, in faith. He wasn't walking in hope. There was no hope here. There, there wasn't a confident expectation that good was coming. There was so much disappointment in life that he couldn't even believe what God was saying when an angel showed up. How often do we want the whole picture before we're willing to be obedient? You know? Like, I'll do exactly. If God could just tell me everything. If he could just give me the whole, the whole picture. Or, or why do we want the whole picture before we say yes I, I think we want the whole picture because because of fear, because of disappointment, because of all these things we, we God if you could just t- lay it all anybody want it just all laid out for you any of you like that detailed person like don't just give me a step give me like 15 steps don't just don't just give me a fraction don't just give me part of the picture like a, like a little piece of the puzzle like give me the whole thing God if you could just give me the whole thing and I, I feel like Zachariah was saying I feel like some of us say that too and And the response of faith is what God is looking for. You fast forward a little bit in Luke chapter 1 to verse 26, and and now we see quite a bit different response. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words. I, I stopped there because uh, you see the humility that Mary walked in and maybe even a little bit of lack of confidence in who God had created her to be because uh, greetings, you who are highly favored. Uh, she, uh, this, is, this is a place where she's like, who, who me? Like, are you, are you talking about me? Is there somebody else in, in the room? Anybody struggle when, if, if God were to say, like, you're the best, you're the best. If he were to come up to you and say, you know what, like, like, when I was making you, like, I pulled out all the stops. If, if God were to say that to you, do you struggle with those words? Because Mary struggled with those words. Guess what? Like, out of everybody in the world, I chose you. Out of everybody in the world, I thought about you, and I took time and detail. And, and the truth is, is that he does that with all of us. And he did that with Mary, and she was just a little taken back by the response. An angel of the Lord, and I'm highly favored? Are you serious? And, and it goes on, and, and she wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her again, do not be afraid, right? You found favor with God. And then here's the promise to this teenager. She's probably a teenager. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And then Mary's response is this. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. And you see two different responses that almost worded the same, but but slightly different. Mary's response was, "Um, can you just tell me how the miracle is going to happen? Zechariah's response was, I'm not sure I've heard you correctly. Did you remember that I'm old and my wife's old? Um, how am I going to know this for certain? Mary's response was, hey, th- th- this, is, this is great, but I, I, I'm, I'm a virgin. How are you going to do the miracle? And, she, and God goes on. And he says this through, through the angel Gabriel. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever, will ever fail. Will ever fail. And, and, I, and I think about the response of Gabriel. Okay, imagine you're Mary, and an angel just says that you're going to have a baby without, you know, I know there's kids in here, but without doing the things that cause babies to come. And so she's asking for clarification. You, you know I'm a virgin. How is this going to happen? And he says, oh, like, the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And, and, and then this, oh, okay, well, now that you said that. Right? I mean, Mary, he didn't really answer the question other than said God's going to do it. And that was enough because Mary's response was this. I'm the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled and then the angel left her this is the response of faith he, he didn't like fill in all the blanks he just says oh god's gonna do it he he said i'm looking for a heart that says yes this is this is where we where he's wanting us to be is to have a response of faith where where there's no there's no uh questioning it. her question was full of faith she was looking at the fact that she was a virgin and she was asking how this miracle was going to happen. Her response of faith said this, I'm the Lord's servant. May your word, be to, uh, may your word to me be fulfilled. And it was regardless of reputation. Like she, she sits here and says yes, knowing that she's going to be uh, pregnant and not yet married. And what's everybody going to say? And how is she going to respond? I mean, I don't even think she she processed all this stuff yet I think she just said yes I, you know there's that whole um that song that the people sing a lot around the holidays and and uh, Mark Lowry wrote it and it was a uh, Mary did you know I, I don't think she did no I don't think she knew exactly what what, what was all going to happen I think she just said yes I think she just responded in faith. I mean, she was going to have to tell the, the her her family and her whole community, I'm pregnant but but God did it. She was going to have to do that. She was going to have to it, it it was regardless of her current engagement to Joseph. She was going to have to go, I mean, uh, Many of you married, you remember when you were engaged. (laughs) You remember the story and and the story of the engagement and all of this stuff and the love and all this, and we're preparing for our wedding date. And I imagine Mary and Joseph preparing for their wedding date, and now Mary's going to have to go to her fiancé and say the same thing. I'm pregnant, and God did it. I mean, Joseph, you read in the scriptures, he had in mind to divorce her quietly to, to end the engagement because, uh, because of this. He, wanted to, he wanted to do it with, with respect and honor. But he was, and an angel had to show up in a dream to Joseph. I mean, this was a huge deal. It was regardless of the responsibility of, uh, of saying yes to God. She, I mean, she was going to carry the Savior of the world in her womb. And, and she was going to have to raise God. She says yes to being the mother of God. I mean, there was all of this going on. I don't think she. I don't think she uh, uh, had all of the details yet. I don't think it was laid out. I don't think like fifteen steps. I don't. I think it was just, would you be willing to do this? And somewhere in her heart, she just had a response of faith, and she said yes. I. Um, I remember, uh, you know, a couple examples in my life, one with my life and one with my parents. One was, um, when I was, I, I had a sense of calling to vocational ministry, which, which means that, um, that I do this professionally and get paid by the church. because um, we're all called to ministry, right? And, uh, I remember I was probably 20 years old and I was, uh, and in my heart and my mind, I wanted to go and be a, an actor. And, uh, and so I wanted to do that. And I was going um, to, there was a college I wanted to go to, university, and, and there was a major drama, television, film performance. And so I was going to do that. And I want, I really, I mean, I just had a passion for this. I wanted to do this. And I remember the moment I was, I, I was helping lead our youth group at the time um, in Arizona, and we were at a place in Denver at a conference, a youth conference. I remember God um, asking me to go into vocational ministry to be a pastor to and I remember this and I remember looking at my the dream and the calling and and having to lay lay one down and choosing to lay that I remember that and i don't i don't compare myself to mary uh, i mean this is this is like next level faith right here <clears throat> but i I just i feel like for all of us it, it's more about the, the, these day-to-day choices than about the big ones. It's like the little yeses lead to the big yes. And so I don't know. I mean, we look and we're like, man, God asked, God asked Mary to carry the Savior of the world. Like, that's, that's big time. But he's also asking you to just, like, obey him today and to trust him with your finances and to trust him with your children and to trust him with families and your marriages and and to trust him with your careers and and that step, that big decision you're supposed to make. And, you know, maybe one of the biggest examples that I know of, of like kind of laying everything.